Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 189th episode of the Poorly Planned Podcast. My name is Benedict. You may know me better as BHL Hudson. Here we talk about movies, TV shows, a bunch of nonsense. With me, as always, is my friend, co-host, and dare I say, a pod one week apart, buddy? Frederick? Ooh, you must believe. Could it be? Are we on a possible schedule here? I mean, it, it is. <laughs> it depends on how fast I edit this, which I, I cannot take too much responsibility for, because it could take, like... Several this, weeks. This pod comes out in October. <laughs> but if all goes well, this will be, I think, the second pod in a, in a week time span like we used to do, if you recall, those those God. dark days. So To, the, to, to those uh, hardcore fans, let me quickly put my phone on Do Not Disturb once oh, please, more. Sir, there please, we go. Sir. Yeah, to the hardcore fans who were around back in, I want to say, April of this year when we did this. <laughs> I want to say about... Two months ago, <laughs> um, but yeah, we are we're back in business. Kind of not really. After this, you know, we're all going on vacations and stuff, so it's going to be a little choppy again. But we had to come hmm. back to talk about some mini reviews, one piece of news, and we're going to be doing what is now becoming a recurring segment on the pod, where BHL Hudson rants mm-hmm. about a movie that Frederick has not seen, and Frederick cowers and, and I, cries, and I, and I nod in uh, <laughs> in a wise way, right. And you don't approve? S- still don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> you approve slash zone out and look at your phone <laughs> while I, I the ramblings of a madman. I play ca- I play Candy Crush and mute you. <laughs> yeah. You just intermittently go mmm, and I just assume you're agreeing with all my takes. Mm, gotcha. But, gotcha. Um, we are going to be talking Indiana Jones five and the Dial of Destiny. Ooh, I've seen it. No, you have. Fuck off. Get out of here. <laughs> not not there wasn't a second where i believed you there wasn't a millisecond Gen, you just no you haven't <laughs> just shut the fuck up <laughs> Gen, you, you can't watch like loser bitch boy <laughs> a trailer for the fnaf movie if you have to let alone see indiana jones 5 on opening night before op- on a thursday get out of here what do you take me for god you're making yourself sound lamer with this <laughs> You didn't go out to the 3 p.m. Thursday showing of Indiana Jones? You didn't wake up at 4 a.m. and stand in line for six hours to go see the FNAF movie? You're not a, you're not a podcaster. God, I would like to be clear. I have no intention of doing anything for the I'd like, FNAF movie. I'd like you to make it clear that it was only a two-hour line I was standing yeah. in. I'd like to be clear. It's the FNAF epic, not movie. Movie uh, brings it down a little bit. It's the FNAF experience. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there are time codes down below. That should be fun. Um, you can skip around as you please. <laughs> but a um, couple things up top here that I want to say at the start of the pod before we get into things. A couple of little announcements. First of all, I mentioned this at the end of the last one, but I assume no one listens that far. So I did. Uh-huh. I have deleted my TikTok and Twitter accounts. Just want to put that out there. So if you're wondering mm, you have. where the amazing BHL Hudson TikToks are, first of all, all of them are available as YouTube shorts anyway on my channels. But also, I wasn't posting there anyway, and TikTok is kind of terrible. So, you know. <laughs> you say that every time we talk about TikTok. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to get back on it in like a month. But I deleted the account. <laughs> and uh, the Twitter account, which I've, I've had since 2016, so it was a little bit of like, ah, am I going to delete this? But also, I never post anymore. Tic- Twitter's mm-hmm. also kind of terrible. Just like... I don't know. I'm trying to get a not, little not, off the... Not the most positive space. No, I'm trying to get a bit off the social media thing. And since I never post, thought I'd get rid of it. I know some people reach out to us via Twitter. So I just wanted to let them know mm-hmm. that it's no longer a possibility. Um, that I, I, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. still there, you guys. FTK underscore adult sniper. You, you, you say that as if I don't use my Twitter every hour of <laughs> right. every day. You're not constantly <laughs> updating on your latest happenings. Um, <laughs> I'm not tweeting my recipes. <laughs> but you can still reach out via the email, bhlhudsonvids at gmail.com, or the comments here on YouTube. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's all good. And speaking of comments, by the way, uh, you can leave comments on individual Spotify episodes I've found, and then Spotify gives me, like, some option to, like, review and publish them. I don't know why they... <laughs> Accept them <Yeah>. as comments? <laughs> it's really weird. I don't know why. Like, they send me a thing there. It's like, you have a new comment. I was like, what the fuck? Just let people comment i don't like why do i have to press a button to say like it's okay <laughs> let the people see them yeah but then again if you don't see your comment pop up it means i hated it and you're terrible no it, doesn't. it just means i missed it but uh you can leave a comment on spotify episodes so feel free to do that um and lastly just quick little anecdote bhl anecdote hour hmm. 
Okay. And a, a rare positive anecdote. There's no twist on this where I like God. cuss someone it's, out. It's been more. a while. Right? It's, it's been possibly never on this podcast. But um, <laughs> I just thought it was cool. I went down to uh, Washington, D.C., where they have the National Museum of American History, which I loved as a child. I went back last year yeah. a little bit. Still, still a delightful place. Very interesting stuff. But they have a they have a new exhibit about movies and kind of American entertainment in general. Um, Very and nice. So okay. It was just a just a good time. Cool exhibit. I saw Captain America's shield that was actually used in the film. <laughs> I s- I stole it and I'm now wanted. <laughs> <It> is, <laughs> yeah. Don't tell DC police of my location. Um, I saw Rocky's robe from the original Rocky film. It said the <laughs> Italian stallions. <laughs> Sniffed that shit. <laughs> Bottled the scent. Will never wash my nose again. Um, Ran away in the rope with the shield. <laughs> uh, Feeling particularly cheeky today. <laughs> had a bit of mischief going on. Uh, they had the original like Sesame Street Muppets. They had the original Kermit the Frog. Um, Ooh. I was wondering why you weren't there, given that you are the biggest Muppet. Oh, fuck. Yes. And uh, there was some other stuff I can't really remember now, but yeah, was a was a was a cool cool experience. So yeah, shout out the Damn. National Museum of American History, I suppose. Um, this this underground place that no one's ever heard <laughs> yeah, of. It's a very elite. It's going to be big one day. Yeah, <laughs> they've got potentially. Now they have the original Kermit thing, so you know. You know what? Can I say though? Honestly, <laughs> they've got the Italian stallion robe. You know, it's, uh... I will say, and this is of course taking a mean uh, negative turn. So I guess I lied at the start. But the one gripe I have with this exhibit, they had the original mm, Kermit. It was it was too perfect. <laughs> yeah, they had the original Kermit puppet, and they had this woman like employee like standing by it waiting to like you know explain it to you and talk to you about it and no Mm. and the problem is and i feel bad for her because clearly it wasn't her idea someone just like assigned her to that no one was going near the kermit puppet because no one wanted to be drawn to this thing where like then you have to sort of like oh tell me more and then you're gonna draw into this thing so everyone was just awkwardly observing the kermit puppet from like a safe distance (laughs) as this woman just stood there kind of sad and it was just like it was why would you do that come on Like, no, no other exhibit had that, you know what I mean? Mm, were you one of the distant observers as well? I, absolutely. Fuck, I wasn't going to go up there and <laughs> engage in human interaction to see the Kermit puppet. Are you kidding me? It's terrifying. Besides that, though, um, a 10 out of 10 exhibit. So big, big win Very on that nice. one. Nice. If you have uh, no Kermit-related happenings... Um, I mean, can... only past fantasies, but I don't think any <laughs> anything current of, of sure, my no, yeah. Kermit nothing, news. Nothing that needs to be broadcast on uh, on YouTube. No, exactly. Not not yet, anyways. Not before I <laughs> film everything. <Yeah. laughs> um, that's Pod 200, you doing unspeakable things to the original Kermit <laughs> the Frog Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> Freddy visits the Smithsonian. <laughs> Anyway, I thought we would do three mini-reviews each uh, and then dive into some Indiana Jones. And very briefly, we can talk about the Superman casting, although I don't think we'll have much to say because we don't really know either mm. of these actors. But anyway, um, would you like to start with a mini-review? Ooh, I, I will. And I, one I think we can talk about a little bit as you posted a hate comment. Oh, oh yes. This was a, this was a oh. stinky <laughs> Fidalgard moment. <laughs> I would argue that it is... A pure and very, very reasonable thing to not enjoy. Anyways, and I'd say anyone who does enjoy it, kind of creepy and weird. <laughs> Midsommar, or Midsummer, however you want to pronounce it. Right. You know. You, uh, um, you hit that you hit that strong two and a half. Hit that strong mid. It's, yeah. um, I don't know. Okay, I will preface it by saying I maybe wasn't in the right state as I watched it, like, quite late at night in my bed, and I was very tired. I don't know if you need to be very awake for this movie. But, um, yeah, I don't know. If very long. Um, and I get, can I just say, it was super creepy and super just unsettling and everything. I guess it did what, what it tried to do to me. Um, right. But I don't know. It's, I still just didn't really enjoy it. And the ending, I don't know. And this, I think, again, is kind of my own fault because, like, I don't know if you've seen on TikTok or Instagram those kind of like hundred uh, like a hundred movies in a hundred days and then like rank them like and give like personal yeah, uh, yeah, scores yeah. and stuff. Sure, yeah. And like some of them said like 
oh, the action is a 10 out of 10 and stuff like that. And I came into it like thinking, you know, there's going to be some, not like, you know, designated action scenes, but there's going to be like, you know, a bit more thrill and action in that way, if you will. Mm. Whereas it kind of turned out to just be kind of the terrible boyfriend just kind of, you know, doing a weird sex sex ritual and then running around with his dick out. And there was also too much dick for me in this movie. I don't know. <laughs> That's a, that's a great review for the the DVD cover. Too much dick? Question mark. Five stars. <laughs> Exclamation. <laughs> also, spo- I think we should say spoilers for Midsummer. Just, just put yeah, it. there is a lot of dick. Just so you guys know. <laughs> that's, um, the, that's the main spoiler. <laughs> it's the whole plot. But anyways, uh, back on track. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then the end, whilst you know, makes sense. Uh, like, I love a good horror movie where. In the end, the main character just kind of, you know, there's there's comeuppance to the villains and the main character kind of escapes or, you know, survives. I know she does survive and, you know, like, boyfriend's been terrible and she's kind of, like, smiles at the end. But I don't know, the whole thing just, I didn't love it. Just kind of made me feel uneasy in a way that I did not sit there and enjoy the movie. Okay, that that's a totally valid um, opinion. Uh, it's a little bit... I can see, I can, I can see why people enjoy the movie. But for me, the enjoyment was not there. Not because it was a bad movie, just because I thought it was kind of bleh, if you get what I mean. Some some movies with their their tone and their style just aren't, you know, just aren't, aren't, aren't for, meant for everyone. Aren't meant for, I was talking about The Pursuit of Happiness last week, which is probably a pretty good movie, but it's like, just because of its, <laughs> its stressful vibe, it's I didn't enjoy it. And like this, even though that's what it's going yeah. for, this is going to make you uneasy, and it's just like not something that you really, you know, enjoyed. And I guess yeah. it, it also doesn't follow horror conventions as much as, like... Exactly. In a way that I guess would be... Like, yeah, I think I mentioned as well when I talked about it, and this is something that I liked, but I can see why you wouldn't. Mm. There actually isn't... There are, like, very few moments of, like, real horror, like, really scary shit, and it's mostly just, like, tension throughout. Um, yeah. And I can see and I also, te- yeah. And I think that. the tension is done well, but I think tension, again, for me... And I think me being quite tired and laying in bed and just kind of, you know, kind of not paying full attention to what was going on, I guess, did kind of, you know, make it not as good of an experience. But, like, I feel like the tension was just so drawn out to the point where it's like, I was just waiting for everything to know, you know, like, kind of, something's going to happen now. Something's going to happen mm. now. And it didn't. And then sometimes that works. And for me, in that one, it didn't really. Fair enough. I, I can't I can't really uh, debate you on that. It's that's a, that's a fair assessment. And to be fair, I do know people who also think it's it's quite mid so that's mm. fair um i will say maybe there's something in how you watch this movie because i watched it you know just in a, in a normal sense and i do know some people not that i know anyone who uses any substances of any kind but if i did mm, there course. are some people who watched it while on certain substances and they really did not enjoy it uh-huh. which by the way having now seen it mm. do not think watching midsummer on possibly some kind of hallucinogen would be like the worst experience ever. Does that not sound like an absolute nightmare? Because part of the movie's Sounds plot like... is she does like hallucinogens and then everything gets fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's basically just your your double dosing here. Yeah. yeah. It looks completely normal. <laughs> There's nothing weird. Going <laughs> You're on. Like, why is she getting freaked out right now? Yeah. Should I be freaking out? Yeah. What's happening? And then the walls eat you. I don't know. I've never done hallucinogens. <laughs> um, in case you can tell. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, I'm trying to think of these because I again I've been I've been watching hella movies as they say, but uh, if I can only pick three, I think I'll start with. Um, God, you know what? I'll start with the most depressing. Uh, I did mm-hmm. watch Schindler's List for the first time, which is not a very pod movie. You know, this pod is very mm, jokey, yeah. and I will say there is not a lot. <laughs> surprise! There's not a lot to joke about with uh, with that Schindler's is, List. Uh... I did not expect that. <laughs> yeah. um, but genuinely, one of the best movies I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, mm. just like fucking... A great, a great Neeson, would you say? A great Neeson. He's, he is in it a lot. I mean, he's the main character, but it is... It does feel... <laughs> he's in it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's actually not in it like as much as you'd maybe think. It's it, it does feel a bit like Steven Spielberg wanted to make sort of like a Holocaust movie and then... Especially because he's, you know, Steven Spielberg, his movies always have a little bit of, like, a some kind of light in them. He wanted to find, like, mm. the most, you know, like, uplifting possible thing you can do there. And that's the Schindler story. Um, but a lot of it is just, like, you know, horrible Holocaust stuff. And then there's, like, the through line of this Schindler story that's, like, a little bit, you mm. know, has a bit of hope in it. But 
I mean, yeah, again, big, big shocker here, but I mean, just like an absolutely devastating movie. It's like extremely upsetting uh-huh. at times. I cried a few times throughout. Um, and it's one of those also where, you know, when you cry in movies, like it's kind of like there's a big moment that like kind of makes you like, and you, you start crying, mm-hmm. like the kind of like, music swells and all this shit. Yeah. Like in this one, there were just a few moments where it was like, kind of like noticed that I was like, oh, I'm kind of tearing up right now. Like, cause it's just, I don't know. It's very, obviously it's very fucking upsetting. Um, doesn't make you doesn't doesn't make you feel great. Doesn't no does not at all. Um, but just like a very but it also wasn't like I don't know uh, all consumingly sad. Like it, it has it it's not like a miserable. It has, it has moments. It has uh-huh. it has like some kind of hope and light to it that makes it something that's not just like where I'm not like it's I, not a pursuit I, of happiness kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's less depressing than the pursuit of happiness though. <laughs> um, but like where it's not like I finished it. I'm like I never want to think about that movie ever again. That was so horrible. It's like, it is obviously horrible, but then it has, like, yeah, a little bit of, I don't know, that, that Spielberg hope to it uh, at times. Mm. But yeah, uh, Fines is in it as one of the, you know, most horrific villains of all time. Um, there's a, a delightful Kingsley. He's in it. Um, of course. But yeah, I mean, just incredible. And just, like, how it's shot, how it's made. It's just, you know, obviously the subject matter is handled very, very well. Um, and it's just, like, an incredibly well-made film, and I, all the performances are great. So, yeah, just, like, one of the best films I've ever seen, incredibly emotional. Um, and, yeah, I will say, the only, like, <laughs> pod funny thing I can say about this movie, and I'm really curious if anyone okay. else can back me up on this, there are a couple of shots, and I can't explain why, really, but where, because, okay. of, like, the lighting or the angle, I guess, Liam Neeson looks inexplicably like John Cena. That is the only thing I can say. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, a couple of moments where I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. I thought I wasn't supposed to be able to see him. <laughs> Is this a stunt double? Um, God, imagine Schindler, Liam Neeson needing a Schindler's List stunt double. <laughs> he gets John Cena. Um, but yeah, they're also very unfortunate, but the ending of the film was... It wasn't ruined. It was still, you know, very impactful, but it was slightly ruined by New mm. Girl because at the end of the film, it cuts to the present day and uh, everyone who's playing people who Schindler saved and then the real people who he saved, they, it's a sequence of them putting rocks on his grave, which is like a Jewish sign of respect. And it's slightly ruined because in New Girl, there is a moment where Schmidt thinks he has stopped Cece from getting a breast reduction surgery and he talks to her boobs and says... I am your Schindler. One day, your children will put rocks on my grave. <laughs> and so that is what I was thinking of when that happened. So that's unfortunate. Um, but yeah. And I will say... That's very good. Only complaint. The last scene in the movie, before that happens, little bit... Like, the whole movie... Of course, it's a Spielberg movie, so there's a little bit of over-the-topness, but, like, it has sort of a mm. realism. It feels quite grounded. And it all feels... Yeah, it feels like a little bit reserved, I guess... I don't know. But at the end of the film, then they kind of have a big, like, Liam Neeson's last scene, he kind of does a big, like, it feels a little bit movie-ish. Like, he he sort of, it feels like, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this is the scene they'll show when he's nominated for Best Actor, where he kind of has, like, a big breakdown. And that took me out of it a little bit. But besides that, uh, mm-hmm. I gave it five stars. Amazing movie. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think here, and... Because I don't want to go against our uh, our newly set pod rules. I don't actually know if I have if I have any other mini reviews. If I have to adhere to this. Well, if you don't, how about this? I do one more mini review that you have also seen. We can do a quick discussion, Ooh. and then we okay. we move on. Um, well maneuvered, sir. Thank you. That's why they pay me the big bucks. They don't pay me anything. I'm in horrible debt. <laughs> I'm, in t- I'm in terrible debt, you guys. Um, Here's the link. I may have stopped using Twitter, but here's the link to my new <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> For all the videos I don't make. Um, I did watch a little while ago with the Papa Hudson, uh, a film that he mm. is a very big fan of. And when I said I hadn't seen it, he, of course, he hit me with the classic, you haven't seen, you know, insert movie. And it was, in fact, Sicario, uh-huh. which I know you are a big fan of as well. Ooh, I have seen Sicario. I do enjoy. It's uh, So, what do you think? It was very good, yeah. I don't... It didn't, I don't know, it's not, like, one that I think about very often. Like, I, I watched it, and I was like, that was, no, was I, very I well agree. made. And it was, you know, it, it was, was well made. It's pretty cool. Yeah, there's some cool moments. There's some dark moments. Um, but, yeah, I, now that I've mentioned it, I really don't have a lot to say about it. It's it's good. It's a good, tense, 
action thriller. It's good action. And it's it's be, it's pretty you know, cool. Miles ahead of like an average action thriller of like a you know Jason Statham is like Wrath of Man or whatever the fuck you know. I mean it's like really well made. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was solid. It was good. Nice, nice sequel. Also quite good. I recommend. I have not seen it, but uh, but the, the Papa Hudson also a big fan of that one, so I might have to. Might have to. <laughs> he might hit you with another one. You haven't seen Sicario two. <laughs> Soldado, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying that to Papa Hudson. <laughs> I call him Soldado. Uh, we move Papa on to Hudson the news. becomes a Soldaddy. Sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you very much for that. Um, no, I got you. First of all, there was a new FNAF trailer, but I feel like we don't have to talk about that. I'm also guessing you didn't watch it, and that's fine. Um, yeah, I'm not familiar. There was a Dune 2 Tune trailer, but that's also, you know, looks the same as all the other ones mm-hmm. um but i did watch that one though just just wanted to be on the record i i did mm. Mm. <laughs> it's true <laughs> why mm. don't you believe me <laughs> uh but we're gonna move to <laughs> the um the kind of big biggish news of the week actually let me just check if there's any other news that's come out since then but we did get some casting for uh superman legacy um mm. James Gunn's Superman movie. Uh and they are two actors who I'm not familiar with, but we have as Superman um let's see, David Cornsweat, which is I don't know, <laughs> a little not, not the like rolls not off the, most... the tongue kind of name. Um Yeah, it's also like who who's playing corn like fuck <laughs> who's playing Superman? Is it is it Cavill? Is it who, who, who is it? No, it's my boy Corn Sweat. That's <laughs> I thought you'd say it's not Corin the Sweat. Uh, but oh, yeah, Corin Sweat okay. makes it much better. Uh, Lois Lane will be Rachel Brosnahan. No relation to Pierce Brosnan, as those are literally different that... names. <laughs> I, was I was literally thinking. Pierce I could. Brosnan. I could tell. <laughs> I knew I had to get out in front of it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Corn Sweat is from the movie Pearl, which I actually quite want to watch. I'm not a big horror guys, so I've established, but uh, the mm-hmm. X and Pearl movies have kind of interested me. Um, and okay. uh, Brosnahan is from the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel TV show, which is supposed to be really good. I have not seen it. I've heard good things, yeah. So they're probably good actors, and they look like Superman and Lois. I mean, David Corn Sweat is mega chiseled, and I believe he is six foot two, so. He's got, okay, he's got that perfect Superman. That that Brett Dalton face chisel, you know, we love to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Why not have Brett Dalton as Superman? Is is my question. God damn, that's a fantastic point. He also looks a little bit like <laughs> a more I don't want to say buff, but like a a bigger like Killian Murphy. You know, how Killian Murphy is like a little bit skinny and kind of he has kind of like yeah, a Killian he, Murphy he's... type face, but well filled out. Actually, he's six foot four. Damn! Damn! <laughs> That's what they looked at when they were casting him. They're like, oh, he's six foot two, maybe. Holy shit, six foot four! Corn sweat, <laughs> never <in> mind. <laughs> you got <laughs> corn sweat. You're Superman, okay? <laughs> and yeah, Rachel Brosnan, I think, plays the titular Mrs. Maisel in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and that's supposed to be really good. So, mm-hmm. And she looks like a Lois Lane type of person from this, okay. uh, this picture. So yeah. Well, Duh, you know, that's what, that's what you want when you ca- when you cast uh, Lois Lane. I suppose Someone who looks yeah. a bit like Lois. <laughs> that would um, be in, in <laughs> a good start. In relation to this, mm. in relation to this, um, do you see that James Gunn is desperately trying to get Jensen Ackles as Boot Moon? And by Boot Moon, I mean Batman. Oh, I legitimately was like, <laughs> I was about to go into a deep thing of like Boot Moon. Is that a a fabled <laughs> comic character? I did not see this. No, is that is that confirmed? Is that a rumor? It's not confirmed. I think it's like he's desperately like trying to to do it. And there's like, I didn't really read up on it that much. I just like I just saw a video where it's like, the DC will literally explode if they get Mr. Ackles. On board. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> literally explodes a bit. I like Jensen Ackles. I don't know if he's would literally blow up the world if he was uh, cast <laughs> as Batman. I was. Well, see, I was skeptical like you were, and then I researched just a little bit, and mm. I have to agree, would be great, and I it might result in a few explosions. Um, <laughs> but I can definitely see him as as a very good Batman, especially after like his appearance in The Boys, you know, 
I can, yeah, he I can, can see it. He can rock a costume, and he's a very he likable. He's handsome. There's a lot of checks he, here. He's very handsome. He's possibly six foot two, which, you know, is acceptable for a Batman. You want Batman you know, to be a little shorter than uh, Superman. That's, you know, acceptable. Yeah, exactly. He can be he can be almost as buff, but he definitely needs to be a bit shorter. That's a good point, yeah. Um, but they both have to be taller than Dwayne the Rock Johnson's Black Adam. Well, that's not hard. Man was literally <laughs> three foot two. <laughs> Especially in the uh, demussified sequence, which is still baffling that they did. Um, Imagine being so buff, you literally have to CGI CGI out all your all it your gains. Co- it likely cost thousands of dollars to get your gains off the screen. That's that's kind of a huge flex. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that is that is the biggest flex possible. <laughs> oh yeah, my, the production value of the of the movie I was in went up so much because they literally had to make me smaller. Yeah, Black Adam actually bombed at the box office because the budget was so high because I was too swole. <laughs> Imagine saying that in like a Jimmy Kimmel interview. It's like, so, I know your mood didn't do great. How are you feeling? Well, either way, it's a win-win for me because I'm either swole or rich, my guy. Well, speaking of CGI men, um, mm. great transition here. Why don't we jump into the newest blockbuster film, Indiana Jones Ooh. and the Dial of Destiny, uh, which... I did see Let's it, do it at 3 p.m. on a Thursday. Let's go. God. As it was you intended. <laughs> quite literally him. <laughs> the thing is, it's funny because I go to these things and I'm like, ah, oh, I kind of miss when the cinema was like more full. But then I'm like, also, we planned to go when it wouldn't be full. So it was like, you know what I mean? So I can mm. only really yeah. kind of made my own bet on that one. Anyway, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. You, you don't really care about Indiana Jones too much. I'm a massive fan. Not not the biggest fan. Yeah, I mean, I'm I've seen... I don't think I've seen the latest one. I've seen the first two, I know for sure. Um, I, I find them okay. A little bit overrated, I must say, but I can get behind the hype. Sure. They, they were a big part of my, my childhood movie-watching experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a picture somewhere of me dressed up as Indiana Jones for Halloween. That's a whole thing. Um, and I was, you know, I think we said about the trailer, it looks fun-ish, but it's probably going to be pretty mid um uh-huh you know it looked like the kind of standard it's this new genre of like jurassic world dominion and fucking you know new ghostbusters where it's like it's completely serviceable and fine and there's an old actor there and you know whatever um yeah. and i have to say i don't know if you saw my letterboxed review um, i didn't oh please enlighten I, me i hit it with and i'll say i'm a pretty generous letterboxed man a rare bhl one star um <laughs> <laughs> I was fully expecting this to be like, I, you know, I'm, I'm generous, but not this generous five stars, but nay, it was, uh, I, and I, okay. I'd like to preface this by saying, I'm going to say a lot of things here. All right. And I'd like to, okay. uh, and it's all that- personal directed at Harrison's <laughs> yeah. age. It should, it should all be taken extremely personally. No, I, um, <laughs> this is all in, you know, good fun. And I have nothing against whoever made this movie, whoever's in this movie. I also have nothing okay. against old people. Say, en- there's there's going to be a little anyone, bit of that here. Anyone, who's, anyone who says this definitely has something <laughs> against all of the things they just said they don't <laughs> no, have anything against. In the heat of the pod conversation, it's probably going to get a little heated. And I just want to stress, okay. nothing against okay. anyone. And again, not, I feel like mm. we go, we have a lot of jokes about old people on the show because they bring back a lot of old <laughs> actors playing action stars and it's kind of funny and easy to make jokes about. It's kind of hilarious. And yeah. I'd like to say I have nothing against... Old people at all. They're great. However, there might be a little bit of that coming up here. Anyway, I absolutely okay. fucking hated this movie so much. I... I Damn. I, you don't uh, often say that. I do not. And I... The thing is, in, in a vacuum, like, away from the... Fran- if you just look at this film away from the franchise, away from anything, it's like a totally whatever kind of bad action movie. Like, it's like... Mm. I don't know. It's probably not even as bad as, like, a Fast X, but it's a little bit in that realm. It's just, like, a bad, poorly made, not very interesting, completely generic, you know, action movie. Uh, and, and Uncharted, if you will. An Uncharted, for sure. Like, genuinely, it's, exa- it's, fucking, it's exactly like Uncharted. But the problem is, yeah. it's a franchise and a character that I really, really love, and I'm trying so hard not to be, like, the cringy Star Wars fans or the cringy whatever, you know, franchise fans who are like, it's nothing like I just the say, movies I, I love. I totally get you this is pirates five all over again it's it's just it's taken i just hate i hated he's so old (laughs) (laughs) 
only problem, it's a great movie. Just like, <laughs> it was just so fucking old. <laughs> God, I couldn't count the number of wrinkles if I had a fucking calculator. Um, but like, because I love those original films, it's just a perfect example of wh- what we complain about with these movies nowadays, where it's like, and I sound so fucking old myself saying that, but like, it's taken everything that's great about those movies and like it's taken yeah. the most surface level version of it and they've just noted down on like a clipboard like okay what do we need in an Indiana Jones movie he has the hat he has a snarky sidekick a the bumbling age. sidekick <laughs> yes he has the age there's an action scene on a boat there's an action scene where they're whatever and then they've just like put it in there with like nothing beneath it it's just all the most surface level hollow bullshit where in the original movie mm. like there's so much character and like thought put into things and everyone feels like a real person it's fun it's exciting like there's so much realness because it was built from the ground up and this was clearly just built as like indiana jones template in iMovie and then nothing was fucking yeah put underneath it no Um, no no thought was was put behind this no and it's just so the the mediocrity of it is what made me hate it weirdly because like yeah if it was Uh it was something else it was it was uncharted like we said about uncharted who cares it's kind of bad it doesn't really matter. But because it's a franchise that was, like, that is so yeah. creative. Near, near and, and dear. And, and near and dear to me. And, like, it, and was just so well made to give it this this new franchise thing where it's just, like, so fucking generic. And then at times just really bad. Uh, I fucking, mm-hmm. I was, I just, like, I really disliked it. I was, I was not <laughs> happy. <laughs> how, how was Harrison? Let's, let's, let's break it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will say, the one scene I enjoyed in this movie is... And it, it plays into the old man Harrison-ness of it, is um, okay. the the introductory scene of Harrison Ford. Because, okay, there's a minor spoiler. Should we should we go full spoilers? Yeah, <laughs> we always say this. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Yeah. Full spoilers. Spoilers for Indiana Jones. The opening scene is a de-aged flashback, which we'll talk about. But mm. the, the opening Indiana Jones modern day scene, where it cuts to him in the modern day, I quite enjoyed that because yeah. they he's an old man, and he's sitting in his apartment, and... Some kids are playing some loud music, and he's annoyed, and he goes down with a baseball bat, and he's like, turn your fucking music down. And I was like, I enjoyed that, because that feels like that would be Indiana Jones in his old age. Because he's this, like, weird, Mm. psychopathic murderer, basically, in these movies. And when he's an old man, he would bring a baseball bat down and be like, turn your fucking music down. I was like, like, (laughs) get off my lawn. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with that. For the rest of it, he... Okay, I'm going to try not to go into, like, the he's old thing. He's just... (laughs) He seems so uninterested, and he's so... It's not even that he's phoning in the performance, but it's like they based the Indiana Jones character on Harrison Ford in real life, because Harrison Ford in real life, in a lot of his media appearances, seems kind of like a grumpy old man. I don't think he's like that probably in his real life, but when he's doing media and stuff, he comes across as a bit of, like, a a, a grouch, which is fine. It's like, you're 80 years old, and you're doing interviews about Star Wars. Like, I get it. But it's like, (laughs) they've had to make Indiana Jones the same... And it's just so fucking uninteresting to watch. It's just, it's like they keep having to apologize for making this an adventure movie. Like, it's like I'm having to sit through, like, mm. much like I do on this podcast, disclaimer after disclaimer of, like, well, he, we know he's old, so he has to have a little, you know, he has to be brought back in, but he's still not really on board, but then he's brought back. Like, why wouldn't I just watch a fucking adventure movie like the originals where it's like, here's an adventure. Isn't this fun? Or instead it's like the first yeah. half hour has to be like, well, I don't know. I'm old. I don't know if I can do an adventure and blah, blah. And then he's just... Bored and sad and old. They're really, they're really, they're really. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they're really, they're really milking the fact that he is uh, at this ripe old age that he is. Yes, and it's not. There, I don't. You could do either like a Logan style or whatever Clint Eastwood fucking does, where it's like I'm an old man. It's a bit grittier and it's a little bit more personal and whatever. Mm. And you can actually make like a character yeah, thing, yeah. or you can do. You know what I fucking love. If he's just, if he's an old man and then he gets in a fist fight and he's like, you know what? I fucking missed this. This is great. And then he just goes and does an adventure and whatever. And we get past that he's that old. But to do it half and half where, spoiler alert, he's divorced and his son died in the Vietnam War. So he's very, very sad. And then also that he's trying to do an adventure. And then it's like, it just, he's just (laughs) kind of sad. What a cock, what a cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) Can I get that on paper? (laughs) You're divorced and your son died in Nam, but you're trying to do an adventure. <laughs> you're doing an adventure. Which, by the way, the best thing this movie does is kill Shia LaBeouf's character off screen. That's kind of hilarious. Um, oh, but, I keep forgetting. So Shia LaBeouf was his son. Yeah. His son went off because... And he's just so miserable. It's like my... I was... 
I, I got married and then my son, I didn't get along with my son and then he enlisted to annoy me and then he died and then my wife divorced me and all this shit. And it's like, of course, he's going to get back with his wife at the end. Damn. Everyone knows it's going to happen. But it's like, again, they don't commit to anything. So they don't, you know what? Fine. If you want to make Indiana Jones a deep, heartfelt drama, fucking weird. But if you can do it right, then okay. But it's like, they just touch on it and then they're like, and now we're over here doing a fucking... And then Shia LaBeouf shows up in the end. <laughs> Well, I genuinely thought they were going to do that because, and I'm, I'm all over the place here, but because, and I can't wait to tell you about this because this is a really fucking funny to tell someone who hasn't seen the movie. The, uh, the supernatural okay. thing about this movie is time travel. Mm. They brought time oh. travel into Indiana Jones and it's so what? fucking bad. And I want to get out ahead of this because all of these movies have some supernatural thing in them. So people are going to mm-hmm. say, when I say the time travel thing is stupid, they're going to be like, all the other movies have whatever, you know, whatever the fuck. Yeah, this guy, this thing melted the Nazis. Wait. Yeah, it's, it is different. It's different. In both the thing it is itself and how it's executed. Can I just say, okay, I got to calm myself down a little bit. These standing pods, man. Like, right, they, you're, you're, they, you're, you're getting heated. <laughs> Some's getting real low, big guy. <laughs> but in the first three movies, the supernatural element of them are mm. always like kind of religious or spiritual or whatever in some way they're mm-hmm. not like science fiction they're like it's the ark of the covenant it's you know fucking the holy grail you know what i mean it's like some kind of like mythical yeah. religious kind of thing yeah and that was the problem with the fourth one is that they do aliens and i know they were trying to do a different genre whatever the fuck but like it doesn't really it feels weird because it, it that's not really the kind of movie it's been it's like it's, an adventure it's, it's a bit too it's a bit too on the nose or what yeah well it's too it's too science fiction it's too sciencey basically it's like and even that movie, though, does it better because the other thing that these supernatural things do is throughout the movie, it's always like there's a supernatural thing they're trying to get. And they're trying to get it for some other reason. They're like, whatever, maybe it's supernatural, maybe it's not. And at the end, it's real what it is. And it's like, oh, my God. And that lasts about like 30 seconds. And that's like, mm-hmm. that's that. In this one, the fucking time travel thing takes like 15 minutes at the end. They travel to ancient Greece and they talk to Archimedes. <laughs> oh, it's fucking absurd sounds, and it's just so that sounds fucking painful to sit and watch and it's so and, is like, and Archimedes would have been shocked because no one lived to that old age back then <laughs> <laughs> um, but like it's I thought the way they were going to do it and I would actually I'll be honest the whole like time travel idea I actually wasn't like not on board with because I could tell what they were going to do with it because they were doing every fucking Indiana Jones cliche so I was like they're going to have a supernatural element that then prove, turns out to be true at the end, and it's probably going to lead to the villain's death, because that's usually how this goes. Great. Mm. And I thought what they were going to do, because they're flying the plane towards, like, the time portal at the end, and Indiana Jones is like, wait a minute, you forgot to factor in continental drift, so you're actually going to end up not in 1939, you're going to end up in, you know, some in ancient Greece or whatever. And I thought what was going to happen is then Indiana Jones is going to jump out of the plane, and you see Mess Mikkelsen crash into ancient Greece and then get, like, mauled by a tiger or some shit. And, like, that was going to... It would be, like, okay. a fun little thing at the end. Like, oh, no, he the villain miscalculated and now he's dead. But instead we mm. go through this whole Archimedes song and dance sequence where we're fucking in, like, an ancient battle. And... And Mess Mikkelsen doesn't even get, like, a an ancient Greek-related villain death. The only point of doing this stupid time travel bullshit is to give the villain some ridiculous supernatural death. His plane just crashes. That's yeah. it. That's how he dies. There's no oh. point to what, so it. So he just flies flies through the portal and then just crashes. Basically, after a little bit of like, ah, oh, what have I done? I'm in ancient Greece. I can't go to ancient Greece. Mes Mikkelsen also, his plan is, is I mean, as a villain, look, we love Mes Mikkelsen. He's He's a Danish... Danish boy. He doesn't get a lot to do. He's just kind of generic villain. He's fine. He's good. But um, he, okay. his plan is to go back in time to kill Hitler and then take over as the new Hitler. Because he's like, Hitler did everything wrong. I'm going to be Hitler 2.0, basically. And there was mm-hmm. a moment that but I thought... So he's, he's still a Nazi or what? He is very much a Nazi. Um, there was a moment that I thought would be very funny where... Because <laughs> they're planning their time travel thing, and he explains to Indiana Jones, he's like, I'm gonna go back in time and kill Hitler and run Germany. And he opens a briefcase with like a Nazi costume in it, and it turns out he was just dressing up as, you know, his typical Nazi thing. But I genuinely thought for a second what he meant was he was gonna kill Adolf Hitler and then dress up as Adolf Hitler and pretend for the next six <laughs> years to be Adolf Hitler. I thought he was gonna like draw on a mustache and everything. That would have been fucking hilarious. That'd be, that would have been, been great. <laughs> that would have been great. That was such a. Funny wrinkle to his plan. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'm literally going to become Hitler. <laughs> also, very minor detail that annoyed me, but I just have to put it out there. 
at the start of the movie, okay. they have the flashback and Messmingans and Indiana Jones, they fight, whatever, and then 20 years later, they meet. And it just annoyed me that they had Mess Mingleson not recognize Indiana Jones, but Indiana Jones recognized Mess Mingleson, because Indiana Jones has fought fucking a billion Nazis. He doesn't remember this one fucking guy. Mess Mingleson has been set on revenge for 20 years. How would he not know who Indiana Jones is? Like, uh, Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to follow because I haven't seen it, but so he's yeah, basically... Sorry. He sees... They fight 20 years ago, and then he doesn't recognize... I mean, in fairness, a lot has happened. My boy has ripened. But, <laughs> but we can we can also talk about the opening scene, which is um, the flashback, where it's D.H. Harrison. Mm. Yes. The de-aging looks pretty good for some shots. Some, not very okay. much. The problem is, they don't change his voice, so he sounds like old man Harrison. And I'm assuming okay. it's Harrison Ford doing the acting, because he... And again, I'm not saying this in a mean way. I'm just saying from a filmmaking <laughs> standpoint, he moves like modern day Harrison Ford. And he just it just doesn't look like Indiana Jones. I mean, it's very clearly just they put a different face on him. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so what gave it away that it wasn't really younger Harrison Ford? Well, for one thing, he couldn't move. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like... I, I was reminded a little bit of... Um, I remember back in the day, you made some kind of joke about uh, Michael Caine having a rap album, and I believe you said it would be titled mm, yes. Shuffle Noises with the Occasional Bone Creak. <laughs> and that is, I hate to say it, that's kind of yes. the vibe of young Indiana Jones in this opening scene. It's just the way he, he does he it. Is, he is featured on set albums, is what you're saying. <laughs> he, does, he moves like, you know, Harrison Ford, and it's... And I'd like to stress with this, like, you know, I'm, again... No, nothing against old people. You can be old, and that's fine. But why are you in an action? Why are you trying to do this kind of like... Or better yet, why are the people who are in charge of it, like, not saying, you know what? Let's get a younger actor, and then put, you're p pasting his face on him anyway. Let's get someone who looks kind of like Harrison Ford, and then we can just add the face on him. And that would be really funny if that's what they did, and I just imagined that he walked like an old man. Um, but... <laughs> What if it's like a young spry, like 30-year-old guy they've got to just roasting the shit out of him? This is clearly Indiana since he couldn't move more than five meters in the scene. Um, but it's also it's also just a really bad scene from like uh, dialogue perspective and there's some terrible ADR. There's like it it looks like his mouth isn't moving when he's talking and uh my god. I thought you said it was good. DH. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some occasional shots, like the first shot. I'm like, oh, that looks pretty good. But then it just, I don't know. And part of it, I was like a little bit like, okay, it's a classic Indiana adventure. But I was just, everything I was in, enjoying this movie, which again, a lot of it is kind of just fine. It's whatever. I was having to like, hmm. just like look past so much that I was like, ah, eh, this is like, yeah, I wasn't yeah, yeah. actually, I was like reminded, like I'm going to a fucking movie to enjoy it. Yes, we do this podcast, but like I'm going to like have an... I'm paying money to have an entertaining experience. Like, You're paying money to go have a good time. You're not going to try and constantly block out the shit that's coming in and being like, yeah. oh, fuck, they didn't do this, or fuck, he looks so old, or, you know. <laughs> Exa no, exactly. The other movies I would put on all the time because I want to. I'm dying to watch those movies. This one, at, like, best, I was just sitting there and kind of, like, letting it just, like, happen. I was like, yep, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. It was just generic and boring and dull, and there was no, there was no excitement mm. in the story. I also think... <laughs> You would hate this movie so much um, because... Okay. Is there a child actor? Well, here, here's where I'm going I'm to get more diplomatic because there is, oh, um, okay. there is a child actor in this movie who mm. plays a significant part, I would say. In the past, you have had some criticisms of child actors and I've, I've chastised you a little bit. I'm like, we can't say that about, about child actors. And I stand by that. I think we should not insult children. That's, a, I think, a good rule to live by. However, no. <laughs> I, I sense a however, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go, go in. I will say, I think everything you've said about a child performance in movies past, I think mm. you would be more critical stop, of this stop. one than any. Can you've I, had can before. I, can I just say, stop using me as a scapegoat <laughs> and just say that you hated this child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say I hated a child. That's not okay to say. <laughs> but you think it's fine to say that you hate old people? <laughs> I don't hate old people. I don't hate old people. I'm sorry. I believe you preface this review by saying that you hate all old people. <laughs> yeah, that was my disclaimer. Before we get into this, this might get a little heated. I just want to say I do hate elders. <laughs> Someone's going to clip that. Uh, but 
I'll also put it like this, again, in being diplomatic. Mm. There must be... Like, <laughs> better actors than this. <laughs> there must be hundreds of children who audition to be in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And we've seen mm. child actors that are putting good, good performances. Yeah. All else, the meanest thing I'll say is, how was this the kid that they landed on? That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> and I'm sorry, and I'm not trying to That is one me. of the least diplomatic ways to put that in the world. <laughs> like, you literally just said... Thousands of children have probably auditioned, and they chose this one. How? <laughs> that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. And for that reason, I think you would really not enjoy this. Also, that's another big problem with this. Everyone in this movie fucking sucks. Like, their characters, they're all annoying and sad and angry. There's no... Again, I hate to reference the other movies so much, but, like, in those movies, especially the first and the third... There's so much fun, and, like, you love the characters, and they have such fun dynamics. Indian Marion, Indian mm. Short Round, Indian his dad, you know what I mean? Marcus and Sala. They're all so fun together. Everyone in this movie fucking hates each other, and they're so annoying. <laughs> like, he, it, it, the team-up is Indy, his goddaughter, and this kid. I didn't care about any of them together, and his goddaughter, play, played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, she starts off, like, the first few scenes, I was like, okay... She's pretty charismatic. There could be some... She's a bit of a fun character. There could be some fun dynamic here. I'm not gonna lie. And I hate to say this because I think... I think she's a good actress. I think I've seen her in something else that I quite liked. She gets quite annoying towards the end. Mm. Like, because she's just... Bit of a Caius Cotillerio-esque performance. Not even, because I think the thing we said about Caius Cotillerio is she was just kind of... It was a bad performance. This is... Like, she's good. She's Mm -hmm. clearly a good actress. But they've given her, like... There's a difference between being, like, snarky... And, like, funny and just being kind of, like, uh-huh. annoying and rude. And she, sometimes she's, mm. she has moments that I'm like, oh, that was, that was actually pretty pretty funny and charming. And then sometimes I'm just like, yeah. you're just, like... You're just being a dick. A little bit. There's a part, and they even address it, so I guess it's not that bad. But there's a part where Indiana Jones' friend gets shot. And, like, a minute later, she's doing, like, a whole little dance. And, like, ah, I'm so funny. And then Indiana Jones is like, my friend just fucking died. And it's like, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Also, by the way, his friend is, very weirdly, Antonio Banderas, who shows up in this for some reason. Oh. Extremely random they're cameo. A whole, they're a whole generation apart. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I have a, a good friend. And it's like, Indy, he would have been two when, when you were 60. <laughs> <laughs> Indy, by good friend, do you mean your grandchild? <laughs> is, is um, just a quick question. Is, as I live and breathe, the Wolverine uh, in this movie? He is. He he gets nothing to do. He's just kind of like a henchman. He, I mean. Yeah, okay, because I just saw a clip, Indy and this woman being, like, trapped in a room, and then she, like, betrays him and leaves, and then mm, yeah. the guy comes in, and, again, I didn't see the whole scene, I don't think, but, like, the action and everything that happened there just seemed very slow-paced <laughs> yes. weird, and... It was kind of indie, genuinely looking like he was about to be, like, hit by a truck. He was like, uh, uh, <laughs> like, a, literally, literally a confused old man. And then he somehow, like, he jumped on some, like, yes. I don't know, he jumped on something, and then he, like, tomfooled his way out of it. But, like... <laughs> he does tomfool his way out of quite a bit in this movie. No, there is a lot of, like, kind of weird... I don't know, the action, most of the action is totally, like, serviceable in that it's not memorable at all, and it's, some of it's a little slow mm. like that. And that's, again, just, like, sort of a shitty thing where it's, like, this franchise was built on action scenes. Like, yes, it had great characters and a great story. But if anything, you can get anything right. It's fucking really good action and practical action. Yeah. I don't know if there's a single practical fucking thing in this movie. Or at the very least, nothing looked practical. Like, there's a chase scene on a horse through a subway. Which, by the way, there are a couple scenes where it's just, like... What? That's they, so random. They clearly just wanted to get to a certain set piece. And then they're, like, how are we going to do that? I don't know. He fucking gets on a horse. So, like, Harrison Ford at the start of the movie, he's, like, kind of... How is Harrison going to get to the harbor? I don't know. He's going to ride a turtle or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> It's faster than him walking. Like, <laughs> it's by by a long shot as well. <laughs> he's, he's in this parade action scene. And then at this point in the story, Harrison Ford is like, you know, old man Harrison, I'm retired. I don't want any adventure. There's no indication that when he's being chased, he would get on a horse and start riding away. And even if he was, I feel like there's a million better <laughs> options. He would get a motorcycle. He would punch someone out of their car. He would do whatever. Why are you getting he would on a horse? Ma- he, would get on the, he would get on the train if he's running through the metro? He, yeah, that sounds also a good idea, getting on the train. <laughs> That's a good train right there. He grabs a horse, drives it through the metro. Harrison unhinged. 
It's legal name, Harrison Unhinged. <laughs> There's also, again, like, it takes all these things that the other movies had that, you know, were organic and interesting. Like, for example, one element is scary bugs and gross animals and whatever the fuck. And it just mm-hmm. does it terribly here. Like, in the first movie, you have all the snakes and the spiders and shit. And then in the second movie, there's more bugs. And the third movie, there's rats everywhere. And in this one, it's like they go underwater and they're these CGI eels. And it's dark and CGI. And you never feel any kind of tension or horror or anything. And it's just Harrison fighting off eels that you can't even see. All the shit is CGI mm. as well. Like, all the action's just fucking nothing. There's also, I have to say, I feel like there's a distinct want in every action scene to get Harrison Ford in a vehicle as soon as possible. Because... <laughs> wonder why <laughs> it's like there's just constantly it's like okay he like punches a guy once and then throws a guy whatever and then he gets in a car and he's fucking speeding down the road and it's like yeah god i can totally see that though from a from a writer's perspective like what if you're like halfway through shooting this movie and then out of nowhere you just hear like the groaning of wood boards you're like what is that and you realize it's harrison's knees that are about to give out after two kicks and no elder hate going on here. I mean, at the start, it's like, it's so apolo- It's like they have to... I feel like it's m- so much more trouble doing a movie like this than just... I don't want them to remake Indiana Jones, but just fucking remake it if you're going to make something because it's so much trouble to write around. He's old and retired and he doesn't want to do it and you have to give him a million reasons to do it and then you have to give him a million ways to do an action scene. And it's like... It's, it feels, it's like so much work also for the viewer to do. It's like, I just, I want to do an adventure. I like, I don't know, man. Uh, there's a way to do it. And I'm not saying old people can't have adventures, but there's also a little bit of an element of Harrison, of Indiana Jones. That is like, he's the typical action hero. You men want to be hmm. him. Women want to be with him. Also, maybe men want to be with him. Maybe women want to be him. Yeah. And part of that, I hate to say it, he's, he's young and can do action and he's, you know, cool. Like... <laughs> It's, it's, it's cool. Who's this movie for? No kid wants to watch this shit. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck? I like how the beginning of this part, we're like, okay, we're going to start off with a rare, nice little anecdote. <laughs> no angry rants today. <laughs> End of the plot. Who the fuck is this movie for? I don't get it. But it's like, the, the end of the movie is Marion, his wife, comes back, and they do the thing that they did in the first movie where... They have this cute little thing where they first kiss where she's like, he's mm. like, oh, everything hurts. And she's like, oh, does it, does it hurt here? And she points his shoulder. And he's like, no. And she kisses his shoulder and then blah, blah, blah. And eventually they kiss and it's beautiful. Oh, very cute. And they do that again here. If this was like a sweet, like up style movie of like this old couple or even, you know, like a gritty adventure with an older guy like a fucking Logan or whatever, that would kind of work. Mm. But just, there's no personality there's no it's a weird flavor. in between that doesn't that doesn't work yeah it's soulless and hollow we're not, and I, we're not in flavortown no not at all i really disliked it last thing <laughs> i think i'll say here they bring back sala from the first movie i don't know if you remember sala he's his funny friend he's great i love sala um they bring him okay. back and and they kill him is that the, is that the guy who dies no no uh, no one dies in this i don't think actually um i thought you said his his friend died and then she did a dance Oh yeah, that's Antonio Banderas. Yeah, he's he, but he's introduced in this movie. He's, oh, that's... he's never been here before. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, <laughs> she did a dance. <laughs> they shoot Indy's childhood friend. She does a jig on his corpse, and then takes a shit she on him. The whap. <laughs> she does. She does a jig and takes a shit on him. <laughs> the, the ultimate tea bag. As Harrison watches in horror, the triumphant indie music starts playing. <laughs> Jesus. Um, also, yeah, that was that was a thing where, like, every time they played the Indiana Jones theme, it just made me sad because it just felt like a <laughs> bastardization of it all. Um, anyway, I was going to say, the last thing about Sala, who, again, is a great, lovable character. And again, he's in this and, you know, he's older and that's not anyone's fault and it's fine. Um, but just to, like, how this movie is, it's just weird of, like, who is this made for? And, like, this isn't, I don't know. There, I, my point is, there was a part where Sala does a little run and he... <laughs> <laughs> he's, <laughs> let, me, let me explain. There's a part where Sala, he does, like, a it reminded me so much of when I was a kid and I would make movies with my granddad 
and I would have him be like the bad guy. <laughs> and he would like do like a little run. And it was kind of part of the fun and the charm of it was that like, oh, uh, we're trying to do an action movie, but like, look, it's like a little kid and his granddad and whatever. And it reminded me of that. And I was like, it just felt like someone making a movie with all their grandparents, except it was like a $300 million action movie. And it was fucking weird. I see. <sighs> I see. Jesus. I see. Anyway, I think we've talked enough about this. I really did not like Indiana Jones 5. Um, as a movie, it's probably not as bad as I'm making out. It's probably whatever. But I think it's a pretty bad movie. And because I love this franchise so much and it feels kind of just like a bastardization of what I love about it and just like a hollow echo of it, I really, really, really mm. did not like it. Really did not enjoy. Uh-huh. uh-huh. With all that said, <sighs> I do believe it's now there's time a lot for. said. There was so much said there. Yeah, I might live to regret some of that. Uh, it is now time for the dumb news. Well, we have a headline here from, from, um, yahoo.com, which I don't know if there's something wrong with my browser, but I swear to God, it, I think it's cut off half the headline here, but it says Tom Cruise's new way to nearly kill himself. And then it just doesn't say anything. Oh, Oh, shit. Wait, okay. Now I found it. Speed flying. So, apparently there's a new... Okay, so it... <laughs> Dave Cruz is like, overdosing! <laughs> yeah, it's like, Yahoo, what the hell? Um, Yahoo, what the fuck? So, uh, okay, he's doing a new thing. Cruz just deployed stunt video that might be his wildest yet. It takes a true team to effort to perform and film one of the most dangerous sports in the world, speed flying, the actor tweeted. Speed flying, what the fuck? Okay, I'm, I'll watch... Is speed flying... Is that like with, with like the squirrel suits when you're like just flying like that? It appears from this video that I'm skimming through. He's not in the squirrel suit, but he's with like a small parachute and he's just going real fast. So. Interesting. I guess that's something. Um, I assume that's okay. how. They're kind of spoiling some of this movie that's coming out very soon. Because I assume that's how he gets out of that jumping off the cliff thing. It, I assume he then speed flies away. Anyway, great cruise. Yeah, I guess. Go off, King. Good job, cruise. Um, okay, now it's time for the announcements and such. Announcements and such comments on the last pod. Let's check them out. I'm expecting actually some BHL takes on this pod because I did have some mm. nice things to say about The Flash. Um, <clears throat> uh-huh. Let's see. Okay. Josie says, I will not stop posting this until the intro has been played. Hashtag cue the intro. Hashtag play the anime intro. Hashtag justice for Freddy. All right. I see. Mm. Got some support yeah, I, I saw it. All right. More disappointment is what I is what I saw when I watched the pod the other day. Well, we will, you know, maybe next time. Maybe next time. Um, <laughs> I doubt it. ZJ <laughs> ZJ says, "Love these random releases time. Re- yeah, love these random release times for the pods." Josie says, "I agree. It truly puts the poorly planned in the poorly planned podcast." Um, and Al Feld says, "And they were considering calling themselves two peas in a pod." Can you remember when that was the idea? That's God. God yeah, between the two things it was. Yeah, I think Yassine loved didn't. loved uh, that idea, which is why we ultimately went mm-hmm. against it. Um, exactly, but... just to spite him. <laughs> also, the name that we landed on has gotten us out of so many, so much responsibility. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what, um, what what will we what will we have said before? Like otherwise, like ah, you know us. We're just, just two peas in a pod. ZJ says if BHL continues to not play the anime intro, Freddy should attack him with a leaf blower. And Josie says needs to be the opening in episode two hundred. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can add that to a list of ideas for maybe episode 300, but um, that is, uh, I, I guess you're getting a lot of a lot of support here. Um, well, as I, as I should. Daniel Maloney says, I honestly really liked The Flash, thought it was very fun, and everyone was really fun in the film. The main issue I had was the horrendous CGI and everything like that, but everything about the story was still fun and likable, and it may be my favorite DCU movie next to The Suicide Squad. That's definitely my favorite DCU movie. That's a good shout. Ah, um, uh, yeah, true, true, true. But yeah, I pretty much agree with that uh josie says i thought the flash was just good wasn't terrible definitely wasn't great it was just good keaton was my favorite part supergirl was surprisingly great and miller despite being a huge piece of shit was good as flash cgi was gutter trash though easily the most overhyped superhero movie i've ever seen also in regards to bhs letterboxd review of the movie it's half w half l because i enjoyed it and the cgi was trash but it definitely isn't the funniest superhero movie in years especially since guardians 3 and spider-verse were way funnier solid review though Mm. i it's a different kind of humor. I would put it up with those two, though. Maybe uh, maybe I went a little overboard. Maybe not better, but I would say it's it's up there with those two personally. Okay. Okay. Um. Fair. I I look forward to seeing it so I can I can compare. Yes. Uh. There was something else I wanted to mention here. 
most overhyped. That's probably true because I did say like it's the greatest fucking thing you've ever seen or whatever, and it's like. It's funny, but it was certainly not the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Alfeld says, first of all, I'm sure Cheeds has something up his sleeve, so keep looking. Okay, I guess we'll I'll, I'll put Cheeds news in the next one, and we'll find something. Okay. Uh, second, we'll, make sure, we'll we'll dig deep. Yeah. <laughs> second, to clear it up, Aaron Taylor Johnson is Tangerine. I thought the Mandarin bit was hilarious. Third, can you finish one of these Marvel shows for once? Do it for Cheeds. I think he needs the money and attention. Also, I think it's about time we have Woody's part five. Woody's part five is not a bad idea. Um, finishing a Marvel show, um, maybe Loki I'll watch. <laughs> Terrible idea. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I watched when the first it, when, it, when is Loki like, coming out? I think October. Um, okay. But we'll see. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll look into some cheats news if we can put that in the next episode. Shelf Enthusiast says, I finally realized why some of my comments show up as Shrumpy and some show up as Shelf Enthusiast. YouTube's new handle name feature made me choose a handle and Shrumpy was already taken. Anyway, in case it wasn't obvious, Shrumpy and Shelf Enthusiast are the same person, but I'm sure that's only been bothering me. Hashtag, I'm gonna need a handle. Also, great episode as always, <laughs> and I speak on behalf of everyone in the comment section. We're sorry. Hashtag, taking accountability. Hashtag, we are bussy. Josie says, hashtag, let's get bussy. And Shelf Enthusiast says, hashtag, I'm bussman. I'm not really sure what that last part's in reference to, but, um, yeah. The, Hashtag, I'm Bussman. Well, it's funny, yeah, it's funny, it's funny a Batman reference, would po- you say? It, it possibly could be, actually, you're right. Um, and yeah, this new YouTube handle thing is kind of weird, um, but yeah, good to know. Cal W says, fun fact, the line, you want to get nuts by Michael Keaton was actually improv because Keaton was method acting for his upcoming role as a squirrel. <laughs> So, mm. I'm glad Cal <laughs> little, has, little known fact. <laughs> has brought that to light. Uh, Jaden says, Tom Cruise taking grandmas sounds like a Hawaii Ezra Miller-esque rampage. Also, speaking of the two, who would win in a fight? Prime Hawaii rampage Ezra Miller or Mission, <laughs> or Mission Impossible set shutdown cruise? Hashtag Mr. Steal Your Grandma. Hashtag Freddy the Leaf Sucker. Hashtag Keaton Gets Nuts. And Josie says nothing can beat the Mission Impossible mental breakdown. I'm gonna have to agree. God. Um, yeah, I mean, Ezra would literally be fucking eviscerated by that man. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if there's a human on Earth who could stand up to to Tom Cruise during <laughs> I don't the know shutdown. If, I don't think any or all humans combined could stand <laughs> up to it. Like Ezra Miller was like on a uh, a bit of a rampage there and was doing bad things, but he wasn't like I mean. I still think Cruz would beat the shit. I mean, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, he had, yeah, Ezra Miller it was, had, it was, like, it was weird to rage. It was weird to, yeah, he had dickhead rage. He was weird to follow. It was borderline sad. Never was I ever afraid. No. No? Not, in the, Whereas, not nearly in the same way that I was of, of Cruz. Like, if I, if, I, if I was in my hotel room and Ezra Miller broke through, I'd be like, Miller, what are you doing? Stop this. If Tom Cruise broke in and, like, started yelling at me, I would probably, like... <laughs> I would shit myself. Anson says... The divisive reactions I've been seeing to The Flash are fascinating. People are calling it either one of the best or worst superhero movies of all time, with seemingly very little in between. It's such a stark contrast. I wouldn't know, though. I haven't seen it. I'm going to go see Spider-Verse a fourth time. That's honestly fair. Um, a, good, but, a, a good shout. But, yeah. Um, it, it is interesting to see the, the diverse reactions. Um, I wouldn't say it's one of the mm. best of all time. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. NMS says, really putting the L in BHL Hudson. A cliche, but true. Rare Ooh. FDKW, though. Craven will be incredible, though. Sony just been on a roll with their movies. I don't. Has Sony been on a roll with their movies? Like, Spider-Verse was great. What was before that? Venom 2? Morbius, maybe? Yeah. I don't know if we can call it a roll. I'd okay. say they have one. They've had one yeah. good one. Well, you know, a roll has to start somewhere. That's so. very true. We're not, we're not trying to start beef here with NMS, just to be clear. But, uh. Well, I appreciate the support, uh, NMS. And finally, Super Mason says, I was on vacation in LA when the Flash premiere was happening and went. When Ezra got out of the car, people were screaming and these girls yelled, Ezra, we love you. And I let out a very loud, huh? And Ezra heard it. Can't decide if it was an oops or a massive W. Hashtag my father's a pastor. That sounds like, uh, <laughs> I think you should go into witness protection, honestly, after yeah, an incident. Watch like out. That. Make sure you're in a room with no chairs. <laughs> You are on his radar. Possibly consider getting Tom Cruise mid-shutdown to protect you. Um, 
otherwise, yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to end. Mid, mid shutdown. <laughs> uh, and I don't have my phone right here right now, but was there anything on the fan page this week? I also have deleted Instagram. Not my account, but just the app for a little bit, so I haven't seen. Um, I will quickly check. I feel like there was something on the story, but I don't remember if that's true or not. Right. And otherwise, the latest thing is is Claude Debussy. <laughs> right, okay. Well, I have I have deleted the Instagram app for the time being, so mm. I'm sorry I've not seen anything. But um, anyway, that was this episode of the Poorly Planned Podcast. Hope you enjoyed. We went, one of us went a little hard on um, a certain film and possibly a certain certain age demographic, for which, again, I apologize. Yeah. I like to say we love old people and you can do whatever you want. Maybe yeah. just not star in an Indiana Jones film. Or maybe star in a better maybe one. Maybe just not star in an action... Yeah, or just don't star in an action movie where you're required to move. <laughs> you know what? Every time I try to, like, re-disclaim and try to, like, wrap it up, we end up saying something even, like, more offensive. So I'm just gonna... We, yeah, we say something I, that's, like, way I worse. Don't, I don't condone being mean to kids. However, how the fuck did this kid get this role? I thought that was the nicest way I could say that. I'm sorry, okay? He's a kid. He's trying his best. It doesn't matter. It's just a movie. Whatever. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, drop a like, subscribe, hit the bell button, leave a comment down below what you thought of Indiana Jones 5 and the other stuff we talked about. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify where you can leave a five-star rating and nice review. Uh, Hit the follow button. You can leave a comment on the Spotify. Tell your friends. And if you're there, we're on YouTube. It's all good. You can find me on YouTube, BHL Hudson, Instagram, BHL underscore Hudson, Letterboxd, Real BHL Hudson, email the pod at bhlhudsonvids at gmail.com. I'm still not used to that new outro. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a gap, but we'll, we'll accept it. You can find me on, as always, Twitter um, at FTK underscore uh, Adult Sniper. You can find me on Instagram at Fidalgard. You can find me on Letterboxd at FTK underscore Thrums and on YouTube at FTK Space Gaming. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Harrison is so old. <laughs>